Welcome to part two of Women Ask, Women Answer. If you haven't listened to part one, make sure you go check that one out and then come back to listen to part two because part one comes before part two. I think we kind of know how that goes, but I hope you guys enjoyed the amazing episode. I loved putting this together. Shout out to the amazing women in the episode and this is kind of like girl talk it's for all the women obviously because it's like women ask women answer but you'll have fun you'll have fun let me leave you to it you'll have fun the first question that i have for part two is i like running with fashion trends but i don't like wasting money on trendy pieces that i can wear all the time what do i do to enjoy fashion trends and still be able to wear those pieces of clothing when the trends are over Hi everyone, it's Femi 6.0, also Femi. I am a lifestyle and fashion content creator on both Instagram and TikTok. Today I'm going to be answering questions under fashion. Ooh, this is a big one for me because I've been developing a system for myself where I actually do cut down on what I buy just because I ask myself these questions which I'm going to tell you now. So when I walk into a store, or when I go online, the first thing I think to myself is, do I actually like it? Like, does this blow me away? Like, when I wear this, like, how is it going to make me feel? Like, am I, like, gone with it? Like, is this, like, the love of my life? Like, I need to have it. If I don't need to have it, and I just want to have it, I'm not going to get it, because it just ends up being a waste. And I wear it once, I wear it twice, and... I end up selling it or I just leave it to the back of my closet, that type of thing. And that's actually the issue with microtrends nowadays because it's like, okay, cool. Like first impression, I love it, but I don't want to marry it. <laughs> Do you get I wear it once, I wear it twice. I take a picture and it's and it's like, okay, cool. You can go, you can go now. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, second thing I ask myself is, do I see myself wearing this next year? Do I see myself wearing this five years from now? I've tried to change my mindset. When I'm buying clothing now, I look at the, I look at the longevity of it because, okay, for example, like the nineties, early two thousands, you can see similar things in those two time periods, even though they're ten years apart, and it just shows that the trends were trends, but they're not micro trends. If you get what I mean, micro trends are horrible. Like they they oh my god like they're just a marketing strategy for me because like you see it you like it now you buy it and you you find it deep inside your closet five years from now and it's like oh my god like i still have it like no it's just horrible so i really i'm really trying to stick to that thing like am i going to wear it five years from now and then the next thing i ask myself is can i make three or four ounces from this like other things that currently have at home to make three or four different outfits. It's not, oh, I have two pairs of jeans at home. I can pair this with. It's, I have a skirt I can pair this with. I have trousers I can pair this with. I have jeans I can pair this with. I have shorts I can pair this with. You know, different outfits that give you different vibes. That's what I look at personally. And when you do this, you now find that you... You start developing like a sense of style for yourself. You stop looking at influencers' clothing and it's like, oh my god, like I want to recreate it like that. And I think people should really stop doing that honestly. Like looking at an influencer, looking at a celebrity, and you go, I like that outfit. I'm going to take that outfit, copy and paste, put it on my body. First of all, you guys don't have the same body type. Even if you do, you might not have the same taste. And you don't even know if the influencer wore it and like liked it themselves. I mean, they're getting paid. They're they're an employee. <laughs> like, so now just work towards creating a personal sense of style for yourself. When you do this, you find people telling you, "Oh, I like I like your like you can dress actually because it's like you don't look like everyone else anymore." People need to stop doing that. That's not what fashion is. Like, granted, influencers and celebrities are there to, like, kind of bring attention to something. But when you see it, it's like, okay, you take it and you do something different with it. You get what I mean? You don't have to buy exactly that same thing. So when you now put all these things together, I feel like you just be more satisfied with your clothing choices, with what's in your closet. Like, you open your closet and you're like, yes, 
Like I can actually go out today and I pick an outfit and it's it's stimulating to me. If you get what I mean. So I hope I've answered the question like fully, like to the best of my abilities, and I hope that it's clear. And that's it. Bye. So the next question that I have is I want to be a YouTuber, but I also see the value of going to uni. How do I mix both so I don't feel like I'm giving up something for the other? Hi, my name is Danielle and I am a YouTuber. And answering your question, I would say that there's nothing stopping you from doing absolutely well in school and still achieving your dreams of having a successful and a great YouTube channel. What I tell people is that it always all comes down to three things, which are planning, dedication and determination. Obviously, you'd want to maintain a balance between your school, academic life, and then your content creation, YouTube world of your own. And you can you can always do both. It just depends on how you plan. So what I do is that what helps me in school, because like I do reasonably well in school and I also do well on my youtube like if you watch my youtube channel you wouldn't tell that oh she's like you wouldn't tell that oh she has school and she has a lot of things to do but 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 i do have a lot of things to do and so reason i'm able to achieve this balance between both worlds is through planning like i always say i always tell people to plan because you really can't be successful without effective planning and dedication no matter what happens you should not let the difficulties you face at school push you to give up on your dreams and your plans for your channel. You have to be determined no matter what because you can't be determined if there's no challenges. There will always be challenges. It's like life is testing you every single day. So what I did was that before I started YouTube and before I went to school, like before I started this semester in summer, I atomized my content ideas. I wrote down a list of all the videos I'd like to achieve at school because I said, oh, I was going to be in school for this number of months or weeks. And I'm like, okay, I post almost every Sunday or like every two Sundays or every Sunday. That's when I post. I calculated, oh, how many videos should I have in mind to film when I get to school? So I wrote them down and started thinking of ideas. I was like, okay, this is when I'm going to do this. So I planned how the videos will go, what equipment I'll need, when I'm going to film, you know, all of that. Take take all of that into consideration and then just keep them down. So that by the time you get to school, you look at your schedule and you're like, okay, this is when I have class, this is when I end class, this is like when I have assignments to do, this is when I study. You know, you work with your schedule and then you would obviously have free days because you're a student, like, you can't be booked all through like you need to breathe so you're going to have weekends you're going to have free time and then you're like okay sometimes i'm going to use my free time for my schoolwork, and sometimes i'm going to use it for content the days you're free you can refer to your list of content and then you're like okay what can i achieve and then you set out a a particular day to film and then you go ahead Obviously, you're going to prioritize school, but you're not going to throw away your YouTube career or YouTube path because you can always maintain a balance. So if you set out the things you want to achieve YouTube-wise in a week, you'd be able to achieve more. So when the day comes, you'll be like, okay, this is the video I'm filming today. This is what I'm doing. You film and then you keep it. And then the next week happens, you do the same thing, you film and then you keep it. Using this system is better than just waking up and being like, oh, this is what I want to film today. How am I going to film? And then you now remember that, oh, you have one assignment that only God knows when you're supposed to submit or how you're supposed to submit. You don't even know. You might even end up having a time submission, you know, date that you might have already missed and you did not know that because you did not plan you didn't work with your timetable so it's better than just waking up and saying okay this is what i want to do today it's better to plan than than to just like freestyle and operate on vibe because planning is really key and it's actually really helpful like it helps you just see your vision clearly in, like it helps you know how close you are to achieving your goal imagine having everything documented everything 
regarding your YouTube channel being documented and being planned out, like you'd be able to maintain a proper balance between that and school. When you plan ahead, you're able to film a lot of videos. You're able to keep them, edit them when you feel like or when you have the chance to, and then upload them on YouTube. So that when you're ready to upload on your upload days, you can just, you know, change the setting and make the videos public. So it's like your videos are already there because you're already pre-filmed. You get what I mean? As opposed to just, you know, having no videos at all. And then you only film when you want to post like that week. You're going to end up having consistency issues if you only film the week you want to post so it's better to plan ahead and film before time because that's what i do so when school gets really challenging you have videos to fall back on and you're still going to remain consistent without anybody knowing that you're actually going through a lot at school like there are some times i post and like i'm literally not okay as per like school is killing my neck school is choking there are sometimes I post and I'm writing tests back to back. There are sometimes I post and I'm writing exams back to back. But nobody will know because I already developed a system through planning. You can always take some time off to plan your content. That way it's easier to execute your ideas and still remain consistent without worrying about falling off at school. So that's basically just it. Like nothing is stopping you from doing YouTube and um having a normal college life. Like it's something we all do. Many YouTubers are in school and they are actually killing it because all they did was plan. So I really hope I was able to answer your question. Just know that you can do whatever you want to do alongside school as long as you plan. Plan effectively and manage your time well because planning is a very good time management tool. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. The next question that I have is, I know I should be reading my Bible, but I really don't want to. How can I develop a desire for God's word? Hello, everyone. My name is Faithful. And for this question, I would say to build your desire for God's word, you need to ask. You need to ask, you know, the Holy Spirit to help you in your relationship with God, but also like make time for God. So it's like, let it be kind of like a date, basically set a time and honor that time. Like if you say, okay, every day at 6 p.m., I'm going to read my Bible, be there at 6 p.m. And or be there earlier because, you know, the whole concept of you know, if you're on time, you're late, basically. But just, like, treat the time you spend with God as a date with a person, right? And um, worship is honestly amazing before you do Bible study. And also saying a prayer that God will open your heart, your mind, your spirit to understand his word also goes a really long way. And also, I understand how difficult it can be to like drop everything and just study your bible and the truth is god also understands the difficulty of our daily lives and he understands how our flesh is so it's just like asking him for help the days that are so hard to spend time with him the days that are so hard to open your bible and the more you ask god for help the more your desire is for him because you re- you get to realize that okay it's actually so much easier to read your bible because all you really need to do is to ask for his help the next question is i'm caught in a cycle of overspending how do i stop this my name is usamina omamebe this is so funny because i'm literally like i literally was in the in the situation like um saving just didn't seem like it was for me like why would i have sweet cash in my account just sitting there or in my pocket even and i decide that i don't want to spend it i want to save it for what like what rainy day when my parents are still alive that's basically what i used to think and then it got to a point where actually like from january to february 
the expenses from were just coming out of nowhere like my retainers broke i had to buy myself a new pair of retainers um i had to go to the dermatologist like all these unseen expenses were just coming and like my parents were thinking like oh okay like what of the money that we send you like what is that and like it just like i didn't even just know how to explain like oh okay like i've been treating myself every every other week like what do you mean and so i had to cover all those costs and by the time i finished covering all those costs um girl or boy that it wasn't funny like it honestly wasn't funny i'm not going to advise you to like put yourself in a situation where you have to learn from your own mistake because as soon as that happened and the money started coming again i literally ran to open a savings account like god forbid will i ever reach the point that i was in in february where my account was literally sending my mom your account balance is too low notifications like that was too bad but i'm gonna say that um no matter how much you calculate it like no matter how much you spend and you're like um if any other cost come i would spend hundred dollars like this hundred dollars i'm saving like it is never going to work i feel like you just need to like have that mindset like what i learned i was watching a youtuber i don't remember who it was i think it was fego 67 and she said that like one of her goals for the year was to to save and then spend the rest and honestly that's what me i'm going to start doing and i honestly would advise that like say you get 200 dollars, take out 100 dollars first and then be like okay what am i going to do with the rest if you think that you, you can't save the 200 flats if that makes sense like try it's very 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 hard it's very 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 hard um but you need to try because you never know what can come up and god forbid will you like be in debt or like have to borrow money like that is so embarrassing not like from your family i mean like if you're texting your friends and you're like oh hey girl um hey can i just um borrow ten dollars from you for that that is super embarrassing so i feel like you just need to like think of the rainy day like and think that the rainy day can actually happen because i feel like a lot of people think of the rainy day but they're like mm, how far away is the rainy day like it's not going to come like next week it's not going to come next month like it's going to be a while for it to come i feel like that mentality is super wrong because it's a rainy day it's not going to announce when it's coming you need to consciously be like no you know what i have this money i'm not spending everything i don't know what could happen i don't know when i could need it even if it's like you don't even need it let your account just be growing do you get like i honestly advise making a savings account except apart from your checking account because honestly like me now now that i'm just seeing as money just developing interest i'm just smiling i'm just happy like i feel like yeah definitely especially in college like you grow like because now you have the least expenses you ever have in your life outside of college is going life is going to get real like life is going to get so real before you don't know how long you're gonna get before you get your first job are you always going to constantly be saying mommy daddy can you send me money like me personally i don't know if this is for everybody but i love to have my own money like i love to swipe my own card i hate being mommy like daddy can you send me money please like i like that financial independence so i would definitely say that learning how to remove your eye from the money that you just got is definitely a skill um practice makes perfect start with little amount like you can start with twenty dollars every month thirty dollars every month and then like when you get the habit you can start putting in like a larger amount fifty hundred just because you don't want to be in that situation where you're stranded ever so the next one that i have is how do i handle being called difficult when i speak my mind on issues that affect me for example racism or politics Hi everyone, it's Aisha, Aisha Williams. I want to start by saying that I absolutely love this topic. I love this question because it covers topics that resonate with me deeply. Topics like politics, racism, feminism. Those are topics that allow me to really express my passions and to stand for the things I advocate for. And yeah, it's important to also note that these topics evoke strong emotions out of people. So yeah, from time to time, people do tend to call me difficult. People tend to call me pushy. And based on what I have read recently, the best way to approach these, these comments is by acting calmly. You have to stay calm, girl. But the thing is, the fact that you're responding calmly should never ever give room for someone to just 
shit on your passions, to just talk down on your passions, to basically invalidate your opinion. Because historically, people telling women that they are being difficult when talking about something they are passionate about has been deeply rooted in misogyny. So I'm going to end this by emphasizing on the fact that it is important to remember that we shouldn't let the ignorance of other people dictate how we choose to express our passions. Do what you have to do. So the next one that I have is to change my body. I need to love my body. I want to change my body, but I don't have it in me to love my body right now. What do I do? Hi everyone, my name is Adeze and I'm so glad Zoraya asked me to be on this new episode of her podcast. First of all, this whole wanting to change your body, whether it is genuinely for your sake or which I hope it is and not for the sake of social media, what you see online or what people have told you or a misconception that you've heard, if it is for yourself, you need to focus on accepting your body and knowing that it will always change irrespective of what it is you just need to know that this is a body it is going to change with what i eat with how i grow hormones and all of that so you need to first work on that acceptance of your body before you even start talking about loving it appreciating it you need to accept it for what it is And then from there, you can build on loving it. You can build on loving it, you know, irrespective of the changes that it goes through. And that's when you can start thinking about, in quote, changing, depending on what that change is. Bye. The next question that I have is, my friends know that I make a lot of money. And because of that, they indirectly expect me to pay for everything. And I feel bad when I don't. How can I let them know that I can't keep spending my hard-earned money recklessly? Hey y'all, it's Hikwa. I'm so excited. I'm literally so excited. Okay, get yourself together. Okay, one word, communicate. Communication, in my many years of experience with friendships and friend groups, Communication is the one thing that makes or breaks a friendship because if you have a problem and you don't communicate it to your friend or your whatever, it's gonna like go down so bad because what usually happens is that you go ahead and tell it to other people or you just don't deal with the problem and it sits with you and you just build like anger and rage towards that person or a group of people. So what you need to do is sit them down and say, hey, you know, I know y'all know like what my financial situation is and I find that y'all make me pay a lot for things. Y'all expect me to pay. I just want to let you know that I will not be doing that anymore because I don't want to spend my money like that anymore or whatever your reason is. Elaborate. If they're your true friends, they will be like, okay, yeah, we understand that. And we're like, we apologize if we ever made you feel like you needed to spend your money on us or something. If they are not your true friends, they're going to like be so mad they're gonna be like oh why would you like why would you not spend money on us aren't we friends like la 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 whatever that's how you know like who your real friends are because when you communicate that to them that's the only way there's the only way there's only one way out of this and it's to communicate it to them and if they're not your true friends boohoo like it's end of an era you'll find new friends i promise like if you ever feel like If you ever approach your friends with a problem and they don't take it well and you're like, wow, like, are these people my real friends? Do not hesitate to let them go because you will find, I promise you, you will find new friends. I have been in this situation countlessly. You will find new friends because the key to any friendship is communication. Listen to me. I'll say it again. The key to any friendship is good communication. If you and your friends communicate good You will, I swear to God, the amount of things you will get over so fast and so effectively will change your life. So if you ever have this type of problem with them, if you don't want to spend your money on your friends, that's completely understandable. It's your money. You made it. You worked. 
whatever you want to do with the money even if you're not saving if you want to spend your own money on yourself that is fine all you need to do is communicate to your friends like hey we're not I'm, i don't want to spend like my money on you as much or at all whatever the case may be and if they sh- if they you're, if they're your true friends they'll take it good and yeah that is my two cents on the situation on the topic i mean the next question that i have is journaling is so great for me and it helps me track my progress but i fear someone finding my journal so i never use it what do i do destiny essay here again so now i i keep a journal again i always refer back to myself when i'm answering questions like this i keep a journal but i think that journaling is such a great way to release emotion and show you how you actually feel about something and reading it back over again is great for you but i believe that the fear of someone finding it shouldn't worry you because that's you know your mental health is is more important than someone finding it out and i understand that you might not want people to see it and you might not want them to go to your personal stuff but that's that's something that could potentially happen doesn't mean that it's going to but i don't think that you should let it stop you from journaling because journaling again is such a great way to actually show how you're feeling and you know sometimes people don't feel like talking to someone so journaling is such a great way to like let like let yourself know how you feel sometimes writing and not saying anything is such a great form of therapy so i think that it being beneficial to you should make you want to journal rather than being scared that someone is gonna find it at the end of the day you shouldn't be afraid of being judged or i know you might not want people to see it at the end of the day no one wants anyone to see their personal like things that they're writing about and stuff but at the end of the day you need to realize as well that i'm sure everyone has something they don't want people to know but that is only one thing that can happen and it shouldn't stop you from journaling because Think about how it'll be good for your mental health and how it can actually help you. So I think that you should let that fear go and you should start journaling. Because honestly, let me tell you, from the moment I've started journaling, it's honestly been the best decision. And I've never looked back, never, ever, ever looked back. It's so therapeutic for me when I don't want to, I don't want to talk. I just want to write. I listen to music and I just start writing and it's amazing. So I believe that journaling is really really beneficial and you should not think about the fears that come along with it and you should see how it goes you know so yeah so the next question that i have is how do i deal with peer pressure when it's something that i really want to do but i know is wrong hi my name is oriofa i'm wired i'm not wired the way everyone else is wired (laughs) I, if there's something that I don't want to do, there's no way I'm doing it. I promise you I'm not doing it, you know? And there are other people like me, like that out there. There's nothing you can do to force them to do something that they don't want to do. But peer pressure is um, a big issue in this generation. And I'm not going to say I haven't been peer pressured before or fallen to peer pressure. I have, but it's a phase that we all go through. I haven't done it as many times, but I have fallen to it. And um, it can be very tricky because I genuinely think about the consequences. I'm I'm not trying to be God's skip goods. I'm not, I, I don't want to be the example that he uses to show my friends why this is wrong. No. So I genuinely think about the 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 consequences before i do stuff but i have a younger sister and she is not like me so there are certain things that she will come certain issues that she will come to me with and i have to advise her on these issues because i've been through them so i know what to do and what not to do and if there's something that she wants to do and you know but her friends are pressuring her to do it then i tell her listen Listen, if you, it's not something that you want to do if your friends are pressuring you to do that thing. Because something that you personally want to do shouldn't have to be a chore. It should be done because you like it, you want to do it. 
yeah don't let your friends try and convince you that it's something you want to do if you don't want to do it and if it's if you know it's wrong that one is another another story entirely because the thing itself is wrong so it's more of is is it comes into a question of your morals as a person you know would you would you care if it's the wrong thing to do and you still do it that's just my opinion on the whole situation but yeah thank you for listening the next question is how can i monetize my hobby or passion without putting too much pressure on it Hi, my name is Gia. I am 21 living in New York City and I'm going to be answering the question about monetizing your hobby. So I feel like I have a few things to say about this. I have some experience because I've pretty much monetized like all of my hobbies. Um, But I will say I think there's like three big things when it comes to this. Number one, you probably heard this all the time, but don't start that hobby because you intend on monetizing it because then it's not a hobby right and so for almost all yeah for pretty much all of the hobbies that I have that are not monetized I was doing them anywhere from two to like 10 years before I actually began to monetize it so I you know it was something that I just did because I loved it and it was fun you know, whether that's like dancing or singing or the content that, that I create. Um, and then when I began to realize like, oh, like I have a good skill that I can monetize, that's when I began to think about it. So like it wasn't even in the picture when I first started. The next thing I want to say is that, you know, when you decide to start, how do you like not put so much pressure on yourself? I think number one is to not set your expectations too high for yourself. Because you're going to make mistakes, you're going to fail, things are going to be awkward. You definitely want to like allow yourself to learn how to monetize your hobby. Learn how, you just like, because now you have a business and you want to learn how your business is and you want to grow with your business. And I definitely feel, you know, when you're first starting to just take on small projects first. Um, you know, do gifted collabs do like small gigs, sell small pieces just so you can get your foot in the water, get more experience, and then you can slowly start increasing your rate, increasing the price, things like that is really important just so that you don't feel the pressure of like going all in and having to like do these like either big campaigns, big projects, big shows. And now let's say you establish yourself and you're making money from your hobby but you're still feeling burnt out, you're feeling pressured, you are your own boss, you grew your own business, you don't have to answer to anyone else, if you need a break, take a break, like, take that break, put your phone down, like, go on vocal rest, you know, just take time for yourself, and also, if you start, if you start monetizing your hobby, and then you realize, I don't really like this, I don't like doing this for money, it takes all the fun out of it, you can stop like no one is stopping you because you are your own boss so you know it's not for everyone and definitely making that decision like definitely try it if it's something you're interested in but don't be afraid to say to yourself actually like I prefer to do this when I'm not doing it for money and yeah I think those are like the three biggest things I have to say about monetizing your hobby I wish you luck on monetizing your hobby. I hope it goes great. And yeah. Hi, my name is Valerie and I'm going to be talking about how to monetize your passion without putting too much pressure on it. So to me, passion is like a strong liking or desire to do something or about a concept and everyone has different passions like it could be singing it could be dancing it could be even um like concepts like that and everyone has different passions and thankfully the generation we are in we can monetize any passion so i am a computer engineering major but my passion doesn't lie there it's just a label so my parents could say that I went to school and I got a tangible degree. But in all fairness, my passion is dancing. 
and fashion like i want to be a professional dancer and a runway model don't say oh this is a 10 year old dream yeah it's my, it was my 10 year old dream and it's still my dream and it's what i'm working towards and it can be monetized so first invest in that passion for example i work out every day so i can have like the body for mod- modeling and with that i also stretch every day and like my stretching routine is <laughs> to someone it may be too much but that's what i want and then you also have to like learn more about the passion like you have to read about it you have to like look for like role models like who to look up to when i was doing like my stretch routine i like went through like so many dancers i follow and say and they were like okay this is what i do this is what i do this is the result and same with like working out if you really want it you wouldn't just take it as surface you have to do like in-depth research then another thing i would also advise is that you should grow a platform like i should also take this advice like social media is like the easiest way to make money in my opinion and by you using your passion to grip platform like that's what people would know you for so that's another way to get money like i want to start dancing on my instagram and also really want to start taking more pictures so i can have like a digital portfolio so even if it's not like i'm getting into runaway modeling straight at least i'm doing like commercial modeling and then look for opportunities if there's an audition you go for it if there is a maybe a seminar talking about your passion go for it because you really learn a lot from people that have actually walked in that path one thing i will always recommend is that you should always take like a business or a finance class because you know how human beings are human beings are not really the best people but you don't want to be like scammed so i would also advise like even if you're not taking a business class know like a bit of business so even if you're going to hire someone to like take care of that for you you will also be able to detect when something goes wrong and that's my advice thank you for listening the next question is how can i support a friend that's going through a breakup when i completely hate her ex yeah, hi, my name is Leah Elodiania, and I am running for President of America 2026. Realistically, the fact that I didn't like the guy does no matter whatsoever. Like, she's still going through a breakup at the end of the day. Like, a lot of people don't like the nigga. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's the fact that she did. Like, she, you don't have to necessarily like the person for you to still be there for your friends. I just feel like you have to suck it up and just do what you have to do because, like, be for real. You're not. It's either that you're just gonna watch her because that's your friend at the end of the day. That's really what I can say. Like, I really, I don't think that the fact that you don't like the boy should even be a problem in the first place. Like, I can see how that will affect it, but it's just kind of like it's your friend. It's her feelings. Just acts like it's any. It's just any guy. The next question that I have is, how can I talk about my accomplishments to my friends without making it seem like I'm bragging? Hi, everybody. My name is Akago Gabriella. And honestly, first of all, if you are truly friends, it shouldn't seem like you're bragging to the other person. They should just take it as it is. Like, oh, this babe just crossed a milestone. She just got something she has she has been dreaming about and she's telling me about it because i'm her friend so instead of feeling some type of way about it like you know feeling like she's bragging i would take it as it is like she's just telling me a good news and i would congratulate her and be happy with her and for her with the accomplishment so me personally i don't think there is a way to tell your friends about your accomplishments without seeming like it's bragging like i feel like you should just tell them and if they are your real friends, I don't think they would have any ulterior thoughts about you telling them. But this kind of, of course, there's always a two, there's always two sides rather to every situation. It depends on how I come across. So, for example, if I'm saying, oh my, let's say I just got a new house, yeah, and I want to tell all my friends. I, if I come and say, oh guys, oh my god, I just got a new, I just got a house, guys, oh my god, 
that's just me telling them you know something that's happening in my life but if i come and i'm i'm like oh my god you guys i just got a house where are you living again did you get your own house <sighs> oh my god how long is it going to take you to get your house you get like i if i come off as judgy as well as trying to you know to give them a piece of information about myself then that's when it's bad that's when it could come off as bragging yeah but it, honestly i feel like in a real friendship ulterior thoughts should not should not really be there if you're having any sort of ulterior, ulterior thoughts about your friend like if your friend is trying to tell you something and you your first thought is oh this baby's lying or if your friend is trying to tell you something and you be like ah oh, this baby's just trying to compete with me or if your friend is telling you something and you're like oh this baby's bragging without actually settling down to actually listen to what the person is saying then that person is not your friend you that's not your friend that's an enemy so i just feel like there is no way to tell your friend about your accomplishments you should just say it and then their reaction is what to tell you you know like i don't think like misha i wouldn't bragging wouldn't even come to my head like if i get a new house i will go and tell my friends oh my god guys i got a new house like full stop like <laughs> that's how i feel like that's how it's supposed to be done but like without coming off as trying to sound like you're better than them or trying to sound like you're you're using your accomplishments to judge where they are i think that's the best way i hope i made a lot of sense because i feel like i was just rambling <laughs> but yeah that's that's what i would do that's how i would see it the next one that i have is I'm extremely insecure about my acne, not because I look bad with it, but because it gives off the impression that I have bad hygiene. I need advice. Hi everyone, my name is Adeze. So the reason I love this question or this particular subtopic to speak about is because I, like it was already said, you don't look bad with the acne. Acne does not define you. And anyone who makes you feel like it does is the problem, not you. But if you really want to sort it out, there are very, very simple ways to, unless it is something that has to be medically treated, there are very simple ways to deal with acne um, without spending so much money. And it doesn't mean you have bad hygiene at all. You didn't ask for the acne. You didn't cause the acne for yourself. It just came as a result of, you know, either puberty or... Um, an imbalance in your hormones so i hope that covers that subtopic the next question that i have is how do i get over the desire to be seen as mature i love to play even though i can be serious when need be i don't want to give up that playful side of me okay hi Folake here and for this one i think the first thing i would say is that you don't need to give up a playful side to be viewed as mature because i don't think that's how it works and then secondly you shouldn't put the pressure on yourself to feel like you need to act mature to like maybe be respected because i feel like the desire to be viewed as mature is probably coming from somewhere like maybe you want to be respected more maybe people have low expectations of you because you feel like you're not mature enough but then I feel like that's just pressure that you're putting on yourself. There's actually a saying that goes, all work and no play makes jacket dull boy. So there's no way to actually give up a playful side to be viewed as mature. I'd say like the only thing you'd probably want to make sure you're going well on or like one thing you master is being able to know when to act mature or you could act playful and how to act during a particular time. Because I feel like that's where people mess up. I feel like sometimes there's a fine line when you need to act mature and when you need to act like where you could act playful. And then not knowing how to act at a particular time could maybe mess up someone's perception of you. But I don't think every time perceptions matter. But then if it's like the type of thing where you keep getting it, then you would probably want to check yourself. But if it's just a desire and then... It's like maybe because you feel like people view you as unserious or people view you as too playful, then maybe just find out if you're not deciphering well between how to act and when to act during particular times. But apart from that, I would say like remove the pressure of yourself of wanting to be perceived as mature because that won't even give off the mature vibe. It will probably just give off like a very serious, maybe antisocial vibe sometimes. So you probably don't want to do that to yourself because you're just going to remove all the fun from your life too. Hi, my name is Tosin Victoria. 
I don't think you have to give up that playful side of you. I feel like maturity is not really in your childlike sense, but in the way you effectively communicate what you want, handle problems, situations, conflicts, how you are self-aware, your ability to meet yourself, that shows maturity. And that's more of like how you're able to handle those like intense emotions, how you're able to show up, show up for yourself in the world, how you're able to be more considerate, grace. Those are maturity in yourself than like your your desire to play like being stoic and mellow if that's not your personality doesn't necessarily show maturity it's just you suppressing yourself and there's no like textbook form of maturity in sense of like this is how maturity looks like but physically like it's more of like the way you interact that shows your level of maturity than the way you like handle like your fun time or how you play with your friends no not necessarily so the next one that i have is I love wearing clothes that show skin, but I fear I may be perceived as slutty. How do I balance showing skin and maintaining a good image? The real question here is, the question to yourself really is, who are you maintaining a good image for? For your parents, your friends, social media, and why do you think you have to maintain a good image? Because slutty is a word used by so many people for different reasons sure your your general reason for slutty could be someone who is asking for it but what's the meaning of asking for it like this all stems from the whole patriarchy system and the social norms of men wanting women to dress and look a certain way for me personally i wear both i wear clothes that should reveal my skin and wear clothes that cover my body for two reasons maybe weather or depending on how i'm feeling so everything stems back to you how do you want to dress never and you should never let any person determine how you want to dress if you love wearing your clothes if you love wearing clothes that show your skin my girl please do it if if, if it makes you happy sure do it because even those that cover their skin are still perceived as slutty. The things you might do, the things you might say, you will still be perceived as slutty. Show your skin the way you want to show it. Because everything in this generation right now is perceived as slutty. So the next question that I have is, how can I tell a friend that she smells bad without embarrassing her or making her feel bad? Hi, my name is Leah Elodiania. Realistically, yeah, I can't think of a way to do without embarrassing. Okay, there's a way you could do without embarrassing her, but whether or not she feels bad, I really don't know. At the end of the day, she's going to be more happy. No, no, at the end of the day, it's better to be honest and help her because you're, you're being honest in order to help her and prevent her from, you know, embarrassing herself in public furthermore and further more people. So she should be thankful. Like, at first, she might be like, what the fuck? And she'd be like, oh, you're just trying to hear and shit like that. But she should come to realize that if she really looks at you as a true friend and you're actually trying to help her, she should be like, oh my God, thank you. Because there's some people out there who are just not going to tell you and they're just going to start talking about you behind your back and be like, oh yeah, that babe, she stinks. That yeah, 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 yeah. And you obviously don't want that. So realistically, there may be no way to tell her without making her feel bad or embarrassed. Better for her to for her to be embarrassed by you telling her and her feeling bad by you telling her for some, by someone who actually cares about her than some nonsensical brat outside telling her that oh she smells or something like that because then she just start crying there and that's, that's that's a whole different palaver on its own so it's better to hear from someone who she cares about and trust because <laughs> even yourself why do you ask many friends i know that's not that's not important that's, that was not the question <laughs> the next question that i have is I went to boarding school in Nigeria and I've had strict parents all my life. I'm moving to another country for uni and I don't know how I'm going to be able to handle the pressure to misbehave. Any advice? Um, hi, my name is Jamil and I'm just going to be answering a couple questions for Zaria. The way that this question is worded is very, very scary because you 
are kind of putting it in a way that it might not be your fault like oh you know blah 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 you're already making excuses for things that you haven't done yet my advice is to take control of your life you're no longer a child you're no longer within the reins of your parents like direct eyes do you understand it's time for you to make the decision as to what type of human being you want to be moving forward whether you want to be a responsible one whether you want to be irresponsible it's time for you to make that choice the thing is that we don't realize that once you take that step into uni you've taken the first step into the rest of your life and how you start very well determines like the trajectory how easy it will be how hard it is it's your, it's time to make a decision that will affect the rest of your life so you can come to uni play around and say oh i I didn't have all this freedom before i have it now let me go crazy go stupid it still will come back to bite you in the bum so my advice is this sit down with yourself have have conversations with yourself understand that it's your life from now on and you need to start making the choices that will lead you to where you need to be or where you want to be so yeah really it's just introspection just talk to yourself so the next one is how can I make myself comfortable rejecting a guy when he's genuinely a good person, but I'm just not interested? Hi everyone, my name is Adeze. You have to prioritize yourself in a situation like that. You know you don't want this guy. You know he's a good guy for another woman, not for yourself. So I feel in order to really accomplish this um, comfort for yourself while also not making it seem like you just want to reject the guy you just have to explain like oh i'm really not interested in you you know you just have to make it known how you feel instead of um slaving yourself to a possible relationship or situationship or talking stage that you do not want to be in that is the worst thing you could ever do to yourself i hope that answers it sufficiently the last question that i have is i'm a girl who is sexual and i'm not ashamed of it But people always make the narrative that guys use me for sex. And it makes me doubt myself. What do I do? Hi, my name is Medell. And I just want to start off by saying that it's good you know that being a sexual girl is nothing to be ashamed of. But obviously, because of the way women and sex are viewed in society, the harsh reality is that there probably are some guys that are just going to use you for sex. And, I mean, that's no one's fault but theirs. But if you are starting to doubt yourself and the intentions of these guys, I feel like something you can do is to just make sure that the guys you're doing sexual things with are guys that respect you and know that they're doing things with you and not to you. And as for people talking and making narratives, I mean, people are always going to talk. So I think the best thing for you to do is just to make sure that you know what you're doing and you surround yourself with friends who share your mindset and don't judge you so yeah we have come to the end of the episode yo 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 i'm so happy honestly like thank you to every single person that made this episode happen to the people in the episode to the people who asked the question to me for editing because it was very challenging honestly because like i've never had like this many people in one episode it was a challenge but i'm so happy we got it done i love being creative and i love you know getting an idea and then carrying it out and it being what i want that's like the best feeling and you know i'm i'm happy honestly i'm very happy that this is how we ended this season like finally finally i knew we ended it before but then this is like the final final ending of the season and i would see you guys in season two which is in august so y'all enjoy a break from me and my voice and i'll see you guys in august talk to you soon for sure god willing i can't just say for sure anyhow god willing but yeah i'll talk to you guys soon